Men have got to stand up strong Take the truth about themselves To understand what went wrong I know we can find a way I know we can find a way I know we can find a way Stand up Stand up Stand up Uniting the races with truth instead of dividing them with lies. We're also rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Welcome to the third hour of the show. There is one line open at 888-775-3773. 888-77-JESSE. Brand new biblical question. Brand new. Why are you afraid of negotiating? Why are you afraid of negotiating? Isn't that an amazing question? Why are you afraid of negotiating? We have every way that you can watch and support the show. Listen on com slash show. If you're out and about, you're lifting weights or whatever you're doing, you can listen to the show live on your iPhone or iPad by calling the listen line on TalkStream Live at 641-793-1500. 641-793-1500. Follow us on just on Instagram, Jess Lee Peterson on Instagram and JLP Talk on X. And to donate to have your Comments read out loud. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash JLP Talk or rebuildingtheman.com. It is Monday. Monday, Monday. Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. What the? It's Monday. And every Monday is... Female Monday. I like to make men uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my life I hate to Let women take over. Some of us believe that women are getting paid less than men. I probably say I'm a feminist. Thank you. Deep in their soul, they want to be home with those babies. We've been lied to for so long. Yep. What a mess. But we're getting right, pointing the women back to the father. Back to the father. We take all calls, but ladies call first when they're on a Monday, especially. Let me go back to Raymond, a first-time call out of Texas. And Raymond said he can't get away from his mama. Raymond, you said she keep drawing you back in? She just keeps drawing me back in, man. I just can't escape it. I don't how, know what to do. How old are you? Uh, I'm like 25. And what do you mean she keeps drawing you back in? Well, uh, I took your advice about, you know, going and forgiving. Right. Um, you know, when I, when I went to my father, it went amazingly. It went perfect. Everything was great. And now, you know, me and my father just have a great relationship. But, you know, when I went to my mother and tried to forgive her, it was just, it was just hell. And so I forgave her anyway, but now it's just, you know, she's just 24-7 calling me, trying to, you know, talk to me nonstop all the time. And, you know, finally I just kind of put my foot down and told her, you know, hey, I'm a grown man. You know, grown men don't need to talk to their, their mama every day, especially when it's just going to be, you know, hell, yelling and screaming and back and forth arguing. But, um, you know, I just I just can't seem to get away from that. Are you living on your own or you live with her? Uh, I'm living on my own. I'm married. Oh, okay. You're married. Um, I'm married. Why don't you just block your mother and that way you don't have to deal with her? Well, that's what, that's what I did. I did that for a long time, Jesse, probably about like three or four months. But then around Christmas time, um, I went down to where I lived and visited my father's house and then went over to her house. 
and man, that was just a huge mistake. Well, just don't resent it. Stay away from the anger. And and now that you realize that was a mistake, don't ever do that again either. Just stay away from her. And if she insists on imposing her life on you, just rebuke her and tell her, no, you got to stay out. I'm done. And, uh, and if she harasses you, call the police. So is that the right thing to do, though, just not talk to her? Like, yes. I mean, for the rest of my life? Yes. Thing, or? Okay, gotcha. So yeah. I just got to let her suffer suffer and be. There's no saving her, huh? If she overcome her hell, no, you can't save your mama. You can't even save yourself. So you, right, right, you right. can't save her. But now that you do not hate her, you become a living example. And if she decides to come out of her hell, that's up to her. But if she decides to stay in her hell, leave her in her hell. That's what God does. He just lets you stay in your hell. So why should you try to bring her out of the hell? Right. And, you know, I, I think that one of the reasons I keep getting dragged back into it is because I got um, three younger sisters who one of them is really close with my father, and then the other two are really close to my mother. And two that are, you know, really close to my mother, I, I just see the type of people they're, they're, they're turning into. And it, you know, it bothers me. It just hurts me. Uh, Why? Because I just don't want them to turn out like her. Why not? Because I guess because uh, she's not she's not good. I know, but what gives you the right to try to stop? Those are your father and her kids, right? And if right. she's she gonna pass the hell on to them. But it's their responsibility to overcome it. It's not yours. There's nothing you can do about it. Right, and I, I guess that's something I'm realizing now. That's not my job. That's that's my, I guess my father's job. You know. Right, but your father's not even with her anymore, right? No, they're they're split up. Nice. Um, all you can do is tell your sisters about what's happening because they may not realize that she is recreating them in her image. So you can warn them and tell them not to be angry at her, to speak. How old are they? Uh, one is uh, like 20, and then the other two are like 14 and 15. Well, you can tell them not to be angry at her, that she can't help it. So they at least be aware of that and tell them to speak up to her, but don't be mad. And that way, at least they know that anger is evil. And so, But there's nothing else you can do about it. Right, and it's just it's really so crazy to to look at them, you know the one the one that's real close to my father, yeah, and then the one that's real close to to her, yeah, and to see the the complete difference, you know one the one that's real close to my father is just real logical, you know, we can just have you know simple conversations, and then the ones that are real close to her, it's just the exact same way. It's like watching looking in a mirror with uh her and my mom, so yeah. Yeah, I guess I just got to let them figure it out and just let her suffer. But yeah, let them know if they need, if they want to talk to you about it, they can talk to you. But and but just try not to be angry at her because they can't right. help it. Let them know their father loved them, and when he left, he left the mother. He didn't leave them. And because, you know what's crazy, Jesse? When I went to my father to forgive him, without ever hearing you say that, that's exactly what he told me. Because yeah. I, I told my father, you know, I, I hated you for this long. You know, him and my, my mom split up when I was going into high school, and I didn't talk to him for a couple of years. And once I, I ended up moving in with him, you know, the, the my last year of high school, I went to him and told him that when I first heard your show, that I hated him for leaving, and, you know, he left us, and he abandoned me, and all these things, real emotional. And the, literally the only thing he said back to me was, I didn't leave you, I left your mother. Yeah. Right then, it was like a light bulb just turned on, and, you know, I realized the the brainwashing and everything just kind of clicked that, that uh, my mother had been imposing on me. So The woman, hell come through the mother, or the grandmother in some cases, but hell come through the woman, and that's why all the children end up screwed up and they have to forgive and return to their fathers in order to have peace. Even the hell that's in the father came through his mother. It's not his hell. It's the hell of the mother. So fathers do love their children. And when they leave, they leave 
the mother of the children. They don't leave their children. But the hell of your mother wants you to think you, he left you because she wants you in the hell with her. And she can't help it. It's that spirit that made her home in her. Right, right. And that's what's uh, wrong with the blacks. That's the only thing that's wrong with the blacks is that they hate their mothers. They're angry at their mothers and or grandmothers. And they won't pull aside and realize that so they can overcome it. It had nothing to do with slavery, racism, or equality, or equity, and all that mess. Those are just made-up words. Right, right. Uh, Jesse, can I answer the biblical question real quick? I know you got to run. Uh, let me ask first. Uh, yes, you can, but let me ask first. Uh, d- does your wife obey you? A hundred percent. Nice. One thousand percent. I don't. I don't understand how how men could be in marriages. Yeah. Where, you know, because I've had girlfriends and things like that that were, you know, always naggy and just in your ear and, you know, always just opposing any opinion you 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 give or have. Yeah. And man, that that was a dark time. Just yeah, I can't believe I did that for you know such a such a long time. Well, that's what we do when we're blind. When we have anger, we can't see what we're doing. And uh, so that's right. why that happened. Right, yeah. No, I, and, you know, when I was willing to put up with that, it was all just because, you know, I wasn't, I guess, trying to find a find a wife. I was just looking to, you, you know. Yeah. I can't. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad things are working now, man, and continue to work on yourself no matter what. Work on yourself. And it's just going to get better for you. Your mind will become clearer. Life will happen on its own. It's just going to get better for you. I'm glad that your wife is obeying you. That's the way it should be. And she'll be fine, too, as long as she does that. And I appreciate that, Jesse. What? I mean, why are you afraid of negotiating? Uh, I think it's all because of ego. I think it's all because of the ego. Um I have a, a small business that I work on where, you know, I'm buying and selling different things. Right. And when when I first started out, I was afraid to negotiate, you know, for a cheaper price and things like that. Because I thought, you know, that was like a, a poor person thing to do, or a cheap person thing to do to negotiate or ask for a better deal or ask for a better price. Uh-huh. You know, I, I used to think I'm, I'm too good to do that or I'm, you know, I'm, I got too much money to do that. And then what I came to realize is once, you know, I, I started getting rid of the ego that, you, you know, actually the rich people, the people that stay rich are the ones who, you know, don't have the ego and can negotiate because they, they don't have that mindset. Amazing. I will put my little two cents in on Sunday. I want to hear from more about it. That's amazing, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Hey, take it easy, Jesse. Keep doing what you're doing. You too, buddy. Call me again and I wish you well. Yes, sir. All right. Amazing. Uh, Tracy, a first-time caller out of North Carolina. Tracy, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hey, Jesse. How you doing? Uh, all is well. All right. I, I called because I wanted to make a comment on a, uh, a comment you made about a caller a few callers ago. Uh, paraphrase it. Okay. You asked the question many times, not just on this call. But on several calls, you said, why are the blacks letting leaders convince them they need, for example, big government because it's the other people's fault? They are suffering, oppressed, scared, broke, poor. You know, they're always looking for an escape. Yes. <laughs> always, always looking for a leader. It's strange, too, because if I believed in leaders, I would at least wonder... If this person can lead, who's leading the person's life that's trying to lead me? You know what I'm saying? How come they don't exactly. have a leader, but I need one? Exactly. Well, that, I mean, and that's always been a question I have is why would any man, I can see why women might do it, but I will right. never understand how a man might do it. Right. But me I wanted either. to say that it, it's not only in the black community, man. Um, these beta males. The Democrat Party, any man that votes for a Democrat, votes for the left, I, they're a beta male. They want somebody to, to take care of their family. They want someone that leads them. And I don't understand Why? that. So, 
Because they're weak. I don't know why they're weak. Maybe whatever causes it to happen, Jesse, it's not just blacks, though. And I know you know that, but you do ask a lot. Why are the blacks doing it? It is the whole Democrat left, the whole Marxist left. So do white men men look for a person to lead them as well? If they're voting Democrat, they must be. But do they? Do white men vote Democrat? No, do white men look for a physical person to be their leader? Not real men. Uh, Beta men, white, black, green, whatever color they are, they look for someone else to lead them. There's plenty of white men out there that vote Democrat. Why would they vote it? Probably the same reason the blacks are. Why are the blacks doing it? I can't explain why a man would do it, but I can see that they are doing it. Because they think the Democrats are getting free stuff or something? Probably. And that's what they're thinking? What is it that they're getting from the Democratic that they will allow some person in a party lead them? The only thing I can think about, Jesse, it's that whole thing about staring at a shiny object and thinking they can get it for free if they get dangled in front of them. But there's something more happening here. And I don't really understand what it is other than I think they believe, oh, envy or jealousy. If they see someone else who made good choices, worked hard, and got something out of it, normally that's a capitalist that does that, by the way. It's normally a conservative that makes good choices and, and gets success from it. Not always, but most of the time is conservative. So I think that men who don't have the same level of effort, they have plenty of jealousy, they look at that success and they think, oh, that's not fair they have it. Well, in comes the Marxist, and the Marxist says, those evil rich people made money off your backs. And now suddenly, it doesn't matter what color you are, you've got someone that's advocating for you. Yeah, it's not my fault. That's it's amazing. someone else's fault. Yeah, let's go get them. Let me and when that party, the Democrat—go ahead. No, finish your point. So when the Democrat Party promises to redistribute wealth, we're going to take the money back from those evil capitalists, and we're going to give it to you people who who were robbed and you know and took an advantage of. Amazing. So, you know they buy into it because they're weak. Let me ask this before I run: Why do men vote for women? <laughs> same reason uh so and i never understood what you were saying i I never understood that the adam and eve thing where where eve was deceived by satan and 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 worshiped satan and adam worshiped eve yes well since he so why would any man doing that uh, vote for a woman knowing that that's what could happen i don't know why they do uh maybe because they're beta and you know because they're (laughs) voting for their mama that's a good point they voted I don't, for that's Mama. The thing I can, voting for Mama. And can I say one more thing? It's about what Hake said a minute ago, I, I, and I like listening to him. He says uh, this is the thing on the uh, the uh, Taiwan uh, election, and then China, the president of China, is upset because whoever won. Well, the guy that won the election in Taiwan, he's a socialist progressive. And then the Chinese guy is a communist, so, and, and Haig said, well, all it is is commies versus commies, which is exactly <laughs> right. There's no difference in the two. You heard, <laughs> so oh, you why heard are we that focused the on the complaint? You heard that, heard in, the that in the Hague news? Yeah, I heard oh. it in the Hague news. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tracy. Uh, amazing call. What a mess. What a mess. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for taking my call. What a mess. Thank you, buddy. Have you heard, you heard me say that parents don't love their children? I promise you that women do not love their children. They're, they're acting out. They're lying. Because if they love their children, the man's children, they would stay home and be a wife and a mother to the children. They would not work. They would sacrifice they would do whatever it takes to raise the man's children. And the fathers, because they don't know how to deal with the woman, they don't love the children either because they can't even protect the children from the mother. Women do not, when these women are crying at these town hall meetings and uh, school board meetings, and all, they, they're acting out. They're, they're trying to get on camera so they can rip her office. 
I went down and I protested school board, and then I decided I was going to do something about it. I ran for Congress or school board. It's all ego. They're lying. Really? They don't bit more love their children than Satan. Have you ever heard of something called love language? I have not heard of this until this morning that I'm aware of. My producer gave it to me this morning. Something, what a love language is. This is from Therapy in a Nutcase. Hey, you heard of this before? I mean, nut, same thing. Nutshell, not nutcase, but the same thing. Therapy in a Nutshell. Hey, come here for a minute. The love language. You heard of love languages? Yeah. Oh, hey, how? I'm in love again. This time I mean it. I'm in love. You heard of love languages? I've heard of them. What are they? What you heard about what you think about them? <laughs> I never heard about it. It seems like sort of a w- female thing. It's Female Monday, right? Yeah. Uh, it sounds like a female slash psychology thing. But this is Counsel- for- female counselor for like couples and things like that. How do you hear about it? I don't know. I just hear about it over the years. You're the hate news. <laughs> yeah, Not maybe, the fake news. Yeah, maybe I heard about it from CNN. No. <laughs> uh. Like, like, uh, if I give you my flat earth model, that's part of my love language. I'm expressing my love. So whoever sent you this, they were expressing love? Yeah. But the earth is round. That doesn't matter. It's part of his love language. But it's flat out here. Yep. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not a... It's not one of those things that you screw what in. The? This is from Third P in a nutshell. The Five Love Languages. It's a book that millions of couples have found to be helpful in improving communication and strengthening the the connection. Why is this from therapy in a I'm looking at nutshell, but I want to say nutcase. <laughs> <laughs> But therapy in a nutshell, watch this. It's called the five love languages. It's about just learning to love your spouse in the way they like to be loved. It's a number one New York Times bestseller that each person has a natural preference for how they like to give and receive love. He calls this preference a primary love language. And what that means is that the way an individual expresses or understands or receives love may fall into one of five categories. The first one is words of affirmation. So this is things like praise, saying I love you, giving compliments or verbally expressing care. The second love language is physical touch. This can include sex, but it isn't limited to that. A toddler may enjoy roughhousing, teenagers may like a squeeze from the side, a friend may appreciate a hug, or a coworker may like a high five or a pat on the back. The third love language is gifts. This is not usually about materialism, but more often it's sentimentality. People appreciate something concrete to remind them of the other's love for them. The fourth one is acts of service, doing something for the other person, like cleaning their car or packing their lunch, helping them with a difficult project, etc. The fifth love language is quality time, spending time together. People have a primary love language, and they may not realize that the way they like to give love might not be the way the other person likes to receive it. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my whole life. I heard it all. The, and the sixth one is when your woman smack you upside the head. <laughs> <laughs> That's her way of loving. <clears throat> yeah, I yell at you and cuss you out and hit you because I love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dumbest. Those are the dumbest suggestions I ever and it's popular. She's not suggesting it. She's just describing it. That's how people are. What? I don't think it's... What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's... What's dumb about it? First of all, you're not supposed to be working on a relationship at all. 
I didn't say you were. Either it happened naturally or it doesn't happen at all. And none of those things have to do with love. You know what's funny? Big Bump says the blacks are really into the love language, quote unquote, thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's the problem. What a mess. I told you people with degrees are dumb. But doesn't it seem descriptive of how people are when they're trying to be nice to each other? It's evil. It ain't love. People are evil when they're trying to be nice to each other? Yes. Yeah. That's why they try to be nice. Are they evil? Uh, I'm going to have the black guy come in. Joel, come here for a minute. You can explain love. <laughs> <laughs> he black. He's an expert. All oh, these are my experts. Oh. Hey. <laughs> oh, I forgot that on Jay and Jesse's show, we don't walk past yeah. the camera. Sorry. See, he <laughs> he switched it for you fast. And he's going to run in and tell us about love. He's walking all in front <laughs> of the camera. On Jay's show, he says, it's okay. So what do you think <laughs> about those five descriptions of love? I didn't really hear the that, that clip of it, but I just know what I've, my understanding of what love language means and, like, what they actually mean by it. What? So... <laughs> What? <laughs> like, for example... Joel is one of the experts and the host of the Joel Friday TV, Monday through Thursday. Yeah, so, for example, say if, like, you're dating a girl, right? And you like to joke a lot. But for her, she gets offended by your jokes, right? She she thinks you joke too much, you play too much. That's offensive, right? But to you, you're just thinking about the way, the reason why you're joking in the first place is you're flirting with her. It's just a way of flirting. But she's taking. She's not taking it as flirting. She's taking it as offensive. Like that's being mean. So what they mean by love language is that that's just the way you talk to her. That's just the way you interact with her. That's your language of interacting with her. You like to joke around with her, and that's your way of flirting. But to her, she don't see it that way. She doesn't understand your love language. So that's what they mean by it. Nice. They, that makes sense to you. There. That makes sense to you. Uh, it made sense to me. Okay. I've, I'm with you, Joel. So Joelle. you agree with the therapist? I agree that there is a therapist way of the a little therapist. bit differently. No, like, the therapist said words of affirmation. Like, like for example, but like... They <laughs> said you agree with the therapist. You said what? <laughs> <laughs> Who said? Nick. The anchor baby. He said, so oh. he agrees with the therapist. Well, no, maybe, I think I mean, he, he, took, he took his own twist on what the therapist said. Who? Because th- this is one of the languages, words of affirmation. But you're saying, right. oh, when you when you make fun of her, that's your words of affirmation. You're making you're t- flirting with her. Yeah, right. Like, like I'm just. How flirting. are you understanding that? That's what you made sense. Right. What she said. Well, like <laughs> I'm flirting with her. So if I'm flirting with her, that's my way of saying I like you. But to her, she's like, no, that's me. She's not understanding my love language. <laughs> <laughs> Sean said, my producer said, I. I, I can picture your wife saying, you're not loving me how I want to be loved. That, yeah. Now that all that mess makes sense. I don't quite understand what he meant by it. What would you do if your wife smacked you upside the head? If my wife smacked if me upside the head? If your girlfriend or anything. I have to wait and see what the moment called for. I know you have to catch the thought between <laughs> 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 I have to think about God in the moment. <laughs> what would you do, Hassan, if your girlfriend <clears throat> smacked you upside the head? Um, I we can't see you. Well, we're going to a break, so <laughs> saved by the bell. <laughs> <laughs> but I have done this whole five language. Uh, Course, uh, you have, and it only led to getting hit across the head. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't recommend it. <laughs> oh, How come I'm not surprised? Or maybe you didn't know the love language. I was, a... I know. <laughs> Let me take a quick break. I'll be back. Eight 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 seven seven Jesse. Back in a moment. This is so crazy. Check out my book, For Rage to Responsibility. I show you how I was able to overcome anger. The spirit of anger was taken away from me. I had it. 
And as a result of having anger, I was insecure. I had doubt, worry, fear. I was in a fallen state and didn't know it. And it wasn't until I went and forgave my mother who tried to turn me away from my father. I forgave my father for not being there and returned back to him. My spirit connected with his spirit and through him, I was able to return to God and I have perfect peace. Perfect love casts out anger. And when anger is gone, fear and doubt, worry, insecurity, suicidal thoughts, all of that is gone and you are free. Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, or if you want an autographed copy, you can go to my website at rebuildingtheman.com or call 800-411-BOND. Welcome back. Welcome back. Quick announcement. The Hate Report is coming up at 9 a.m. At the top of this hour, the Hate Report. Not the Fake Report, but the Hate Report.com from 9 to 11. Then Joel Friday TV. He's here now Monday through Thursday. Oh, you got a new picture. Yeah. You look like you got some sense up there. Yeah. You black. Joel Friday TV at 11 a.m. And after that, the American Anchor Baby. Flying high on natural energy given to him by God. The American Anchor Baby. All right? You don't want to miss it. Don't forget to check out or subscribe to... Uh, JLP Radio Network. We're building a network one person at a time. We're going to eventually get to 24-hour talk, all-male network, 24-hour talk. And you don't have to always agree with me or we're going to get liberal men and conservative men. we got to get men back on to the Father. So don't forget to subscribe uh, on the JLP Network, Radio Network on YouTube and Instagram. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Don't walk. Run. Amazing things are coming. All right. I want to quickly play. Oh, the treasure chest is now open on D-Line. I forgot to open it earlier. My bad. Um, I want to replay the, real fast, the uh, language, love languages. Joel didn't see it, and for him to comment on it fairly, he should see it at least. This is from Therapy in a Nutcase. Therapy in a Nutshell, which is in a nutcase. Therapy in a Nutshell, watch this. It's called the five love languages. It's about just learning to love your spouse in the way they like to be loved. It's a number one New York Times bestseller that each person has a natural preference for how they like to give and receive love. He calls this preference a primary love language. And what that means is that the way an individual expresses or understands or receives love may fall into one of five categories. The first one is words of affirmation. So this is things like praise, saying I love you, giving compliments or verbally expressing care. The second love language is physical touch. This can include sex, but it isn't limited to that. A toddler may enjoy roughhousing, teenagers may like a squeeze from the side, a friend may appreciate a hug, or a coworker may like a high five or a pat on the back. The third love language is gifts. This is not usually about materialism, but more often it's sentimentality. People appreciate something concrete to remind them of the other's love for them. The fourth one is acts of service, doing something for the other person, like cleaning their car or packing their lunch, helping <laughs> them with a difficult project, etc. The fifth love language is quality time, spending time together. People have a primary love language, and they may not realize that the way they like to give love might not be the way the other person likes to receive it. You try to make it sound so good. That's the dumbest thing. All those things are just dumb. 
How can anyone make any sense of that? I think they definitely took the, they're taking a joke too far. I don't think you should cater to the, what people want. Right. Because then you're going to end up serving their None ego. None of those things should be happening. Right. I, my only point is that you understand where people come from and the things that they naturally do. So you know when they're actually being kind to you and not being rude to you. But when they do those things, they are being rude. What do you mean? They're displaying hatred. When they do what? All those things. It's about themselves. They ain't got nothing to do with you. It's a thrill of it. It's all about the thrill. Well, I mean... The way this therapist is saying is that and she's just a, she's she had like it. she believed it. Well, there, there's a little truth to it. There. What, what's the little truth? <laughs> there's a little truth, and and like I was saying, of understanding like certain way people speak, and not like judging them as like no, you can't speak to me that way. But also, but understanding the person and realizing that this is just how they speak. This is where they come from. This is how, what they know. And you under when you understand that, then you can receive it differently. But if you were a free person, you wouldn't need all that at, at all. Well, that's fair too. But that, that that kind of stuff is for people who are in a fallen state. Well, that's you, what Hosan don't need. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Nobody should be getting offended. But I think it's helpful to have some insight on the other person, knowing how. But they those people have on. degrees. That's why they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, that's that's overly done. That's emotional. That's that's trying to cater that's to the people. That's all female. Needs. For sure. That's For hell. Sure. <laughs> that kind of mess okay. would call a man to get bopped upside the head. Because <laughs> that is a display of weakness. And women hate weak men. Do you that know the a- depths of how many women hate weak men? I agree. But there's just a little bit of truth in there that, that like I can't what? my mind on. Like what? Well, just the, like I was saying, just the insight. You just give that you, was no insight. No, but <laughs> 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 but your point is still the same. The point is still like it's overly done. But there is uh, some truth to understanding the insight of other people's. There was no insight into that. Yeah, a little bit. Like what was that? Yeah, she's saying that understanding where people come from, understanding what how they. How they speak to one another. What does that mean? Understanding that um, you may be perceiving it the wrong way. What? You may be perceiving what they're saying the wrong way based off of like um, not knowing, not understanding where they come from. So like, for example, if you like to joke around, right. if you like to joke around, people can easily just say like, oh, that's so mean. Right. And that's them taking it personal. But you're having fun and you're actually being nice. You're at, if you're joking with them, it's because you you like them. But some people would take it offensively. Like, wow, why is he being mean? But you're not being mean. You're like Junior Friday, he black. Right. Like Junior Friday took the small yellow bus to school. Right. Okay, <laughs> you can stop there. <laughs> we don't need to keep going. <laughs> But anyway, that's his love language. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> See, uh, and you're perceiving it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's all. That's all I got. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> uh, so, what are you talking about today uh, at eleven? Yeah. Um, I forgot. I had to go in there and see. All right. <laughs> but it's going to be good. No wonder you forgot. <laughs> but now I'm talking about love language. It's a hot topic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> None of that language has anything to do with love. <laughs> it's all hate. Fair enough. Fair enough. Amazing. All right, man. Thank you. Join Friday at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Let me go quickly to the busy phones. Um, Emmanuel? A first-time call out of Texas. Emmanuel, welcome to the show. You're on the air. How you doing, Jesse? All is well, sir. Okay. Uh, I've been watching your show for almost two years. Uh-huh. And um, I tried to apply some of the principles that you actually talk about, but it kind of, like, didn't work out. And it's just that you always say that thoughts are evil, and they usually come from uh, Satan. 
All thoughts are all lies all the time about anything. Yeah, and but I always overthink and have a lot of like anxiety and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I try to apply all the things that you've said, like the silent prayer, um, you know, forgiving your family. I did all of that, but it still did not work. And I was just trying to make sure that if anything is remaining or so. Oh, okay. Are you able to see the thought that you're overthinking? Uh, see, uh, yeah, I see it in my mind. Like, I could imagine. Right. That's thought. all you need to do. You need to just see them. And when you're caught up in them and you have emotion, emotion come with thought, just realize those are not your thoughts and those are not your emotions. Stop calling them you. Stop fighting with it. Let go. Give up and let the light shine on the thoughts. And the light, which is the nature of God, will get rid of the thoughts. They're not you, so don't call them you. Don't fight with them. Don't judge yourself saying that it's not working. Don't do anything but watch it. And you, and it will get, they will become weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker, and you'll be fine. Uh, have, you, uh, have you also struggled in the same uh, pace? Like, does it take, how, how long will it take? Like, in a sense of, like, if I if I follow your principles, let's say, and like, I still feel that there are some things that I need to heal from. So, is it like a process, or is this just like an instant thing? Where well, don't if wor- I apply those- don't worry don't 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 worry about how long it's going to take because that's what the thought want you to do. They want you to feel so frustrated that you give up. And that's, that's that thing that made a home in your mind and emotion is not you. So if it takes a lifetime, just do it all the time and, and uh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it being a process. All you need to do, Emmanuel, is watch those thoughts and stop calling them you. Don't call the anger you. You're not the anger. Don't call the frustration you. Don't say, I am frustrated. That's not you. That's a spirit in you that hate the light in you. And it's frustrated because it's going to have to leave you. And it doesn't want to leave. Okay. Thank you, Jesse. That's the only thing that I have a comment for today. You're right. And so, I actually enjoy your show. Thank you. I'm but sorry. don't call it you, man. Just watch them. I had to go go through that. Anyone that. You know, in the Bible, it says that in order to live, you must die. That means the fake you must die. The thoughts must die. You are not your thoughts. So it's going to feel like it's you, and it feels like it's going to take forever, but that's a lie, too. Okay. Okay, sir. I appreciate your call. Call me again, all right? All right. Amazing call. You're welcome. Amazing. Quentin. Quentin is out of Arizona. Quentin, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hey, Jesse. How's it going? All is well. Great. So I had uh, talked to you about last year, and I actually asked you about forgiving my mother and all that. Yes. What happened back in, like, December of 22, she actually told me to you know go listen to you and all that she she was bringing up the whole thought of or the whole thing is like all thoughts are all lies and all that and she kind of pointed me in your direction and so i started watching your videos and i came to church last year and uh after or before i came to church i had forgiven her like over the phone and it was facetime and i came to church and told you what happened and she basically like laughed it off or whatever it wasn't a big deal phone reception was a little bad but then i went home that christmas and forgave her like face to face officially and uh the forgiveness part was whatever and then she you know it was a conversation of like why what she did and she tried to like you know tell me why i should be mad at her or whatever and then it kind of just drew out a long conversation where my stepdad got involved and then um basically me telling her like you know, you guys just really didn't love me. It was hate, the whole raise. It wasn't love. Just, you know, 
with reality, not like what they were intending to do, but the reality of it. Yeah. And uh, they didn't agree with that. Or, and all of a sudden it was crazy because I was pointing out to my stepdad because he wasn't necessarily a listener, but, you know, all thoughts are all lies. And all of a sudden my mom wasn't agreeing with that. It's like she just didn't want to agree with me, but it was weird. I don't know. But anyway, she got very upset. She, uh, what happened was basically I was telling them, like, you know, you can't be perfect. Like, Jesus was perfect. And they didn't think that was true. And it kind of went back and forth, like, yes, you can. No, you can't. Yes, you can. No, you can't. And then I said, yes, you can one more time. And then she basically stood up, you know, slammed this glass cake holder or whatever on the table and told me to get out and never come back. So I just packed all my stuff, what I had, and walked out of the house, walked down to the Starbucks. And it was funny because as I left the house or I was approaching the Starbucks, as I hit the corner, my dad called me, you know, asked me what I was doing. I told him kind of what happened. He came pick me up. And then whatever, I went home a couple days later. Life's been amazing since then. But I guess I'm kind of calling because I really haven't forgiven him. And my question is, can you see if, like, you can you see if you have not truly forgiven? Like, can you see the thoughts and know they're not you? Um, because... Because what? Because I'm not sure if I didn't really do the whole direct face to face with my dad. Like I kind of like in conversation after he picked me up, I told him was like, like why, what happened with my mom? Why I forgave him? And I kind of brought it up like, you know, you know, you know, she is crazy. What happened? Why did you like leave me with her? And he's like, and she's always, he always told me my whole life. Like, yeah, your mom's crazy. Like he's always told me that it wasn't a secret with me and my family and my brothers. We all knew she was, had a, had a pretty, uh, just she she got upset easily or whatever, and so like this whole year I've been working on myself, watching everything, and I've had some you know things where I had to kind of like sit through and and uh, let things pass and all that. But I'm just not sure if I still need I need I feel like I need to go still forgive my father face to face. But I'm also thinking, well, if I can see what's going on, you know, I'm already on my way versus needing to go backtrack and. You know, make sure I do that. You, um, so, you're talking about your real father, not the stepfather, right? Right, my real father. And do you have anything against? Are you angry at your real father? I'm not. Like, I'm not angry at him at all. Like, I understand what he's. You know, well, then there's nothing to forgive for if you're not angry and you understand. Because once you overcome anger, that's when understanding will come. And understanding okay. will prevent you from ever resenting or judging anyone else, including yourself. When you have understanding, you cannot judge anymore because you do understand what's going on. Right. And I guess kind of the reason why I was a little doubting myself is because I still have some, like, like, I don't, like, I used to smoke weed and I don't smoke as much anymore. I kind of, I slow down quite a bit. But then I also have, like, this, you know, I'm still attracted to women. Like, I still, obviously, it's not unnatural to be attracted to women, but I still have that, like, you know, I see a pretty girl, I still have those thoughts that come in mind, but I, I do catch them and do realize, okay, you know, you don't need to worry about that or try to make something work there, but it's still like a thing, you know what I mean? And it's not like completely gone and where I'm not just worried about it. And I'm just, when those I just feel like there's some, when they come, just yeah. watch them. That's all you do. Don't call them you. Even if a, you get a feeling when you see the woman and you get the thought, you get the feeling, just notice it. None of it is you. Just notice right. it. And by seeing it, it's the light of God shining in you, and it will work itself out. It'll be fine. Okay. You got to right. stop, identify, don't call these things you, because death is about dying from identities. The world, our family, uh, the world taught us to call ourselves certain things, right? But those are mm -hmm. not us. Those things are not us. Those are spirits that made a home in us. And so in order to live, you must die from all identities. So when you feel something or you see a woman and you think something, just let it pass. It's not you. Even with the weed, don't make the weed a big deal. Just see that you need to, you know, you know. You want to overcome it? Well, stop using it. And don't call it, I get high and I'm high. It's enough to see it, and that will work itself out, too. Yeah. And I've noticed that. It's definitely kind of, you know, less and less and not, you know, I used to not even really be able to leave the house without 
smoking or something now it's you know yeah it's probably once once in a day if, if that so it's like it's definitely changed there yeah if you don't call but, yourself that it'll disappear too you want to die from it you want to become nothing and so you right. become nothing by overcoming all these fake ideas of who you are another question about becoming nothing so my job i work hourly but i also get commission and it's weird because like working for commission and trying not to force things it's hard to find that balance because like you know you have to hit your quota and you know i do pretty well like last year watching thoughts i had my best year like yeah made more money than i ever have i got plenty of money in my bank account not plenty but just more than i've ever had like All right. crazy but at the same time like it's it's finding that balance of working more than I have to or not working enough. And it's just weird because, like, I never know kind of when to quit or when to keep going. And because I, I, there's really no ceiling at this job. I sell Medicare supplement, and I can just work and work and work as much as I want to. And, you know, I have all the opportunities. I'm not really doing too much else. But then sometimes it's like, well, am I, what am I doing just, you know, just what, working, working, working versus what, doing something else. Don't call it working too much or working too little. Because if you think of yourself as working too much, then you'll think of yourself as working too little. But if you think of yourself as working too little, you're going to be thinking of yourself as working too much. Don't You don't want to be divided like that. Just work and watch what's happening. And if you are using work to escape in some form of something, using it for something else, you will see that. And that will work itself out, too. You got to stop dividing, thinking about the past or the future or too much or too little. You just want to be one. You don't want to be divided anymore. So you'll see if you're overdoing it or underdoing it, and it'll work itself out. Right. And that kind of plays into the whole thought of, you know, if I, am I making enough money or, you know, trying right. to set things up for the future and all that stuff. No, so, there yeah. is no future. There's no past. There's no future. Why would you even think about a future when you don't have one? It's nowhere. It's just a, I, another false identity in your mind. Uh, all, all you have is right now, and right now would take care of the next right now, and the next right now would take care of the next right now. The kingdom of heaven is always in the now. Right. It's not an illusion of a past or a future. True. And it's crazy because I felt like I felt that. like, I, And I could be wrong because I'm thinking of it. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think of what it is. The thoughts kind of, kind of, they'll take over of like, like I said, like after waking up or whatever and interacting with people, I've become the whole confident thing. Like you said, confident is basically God's love or whatever. It's I can talk to people so much easier and communicate yeah. with them. And, yeah. you know, you kind of reflect on that, but you think about, okay, I can't feel good off of that because that's, you know, kind of thinking about a thought or whatever but it seems like this love is it's all it is is just being present and when you're present with people you kind of lift the sh- the, the the burden off of their shoulders because you let them just kind of become their true selves and be free or whatever and it's 100 percent, man it's you, just a relaxing space yeah. you know and everybody's just cool there's but, nothing like living in the present man and it's great but then you know a lot of thoughts still be sleeping in. Like one last question is with uh, where to live. And I, obviously I'm just thinking about me asking this. Obviously the, the verse tells you, don't think about what you should eat, where you should live and all this stuff. But I'm living in Arizona cost of like housing and all that. It's expensive. And, you know, I'm moving from this house. I'm renting into an apartment, which it worked out. I found a place, you know, it was, it's a, it's a great spot and everything. It's it's perfect, but then, like, when I'm looking at a house for next year or whatever, super expensive here to where if I were to buy a house, it's going to be more than what my parents spent on a house, you know? And it's just me and myself, and it's not going to be nearly the size of the house versus going, like, back home to Kansas. And your question your question is what? Because of time, your question is what? Okay. My question is, do I need to worry about, like, going back to where I could probably afford more for my dollar versus... Trying to make it where Not it's more at all. Not at all. Okay. You're just taking one day at a time because now that you're learning to live in the present, the Father will take care of you. Just right. do what's in front right. of you do. Get this apartment. Relax in the apartment. And if the world is tripping out over the economy and all that, let them trip. You don't need to do that anymore. Right. It's, it's hard to let that go, but it's, 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 
it's amazing to be able to let that go. Yes, and as far as your mother you. and stepfather, wish them well and move on with your life. Don't be mad at them, but don't be you got to hang out with them either. Oh yeah, for sure. I get that. No, I, I understand that completely. She tried to call and. I felt weird not, you know, kind of just not picking up the phone and all that. Yeah. Cause, but, you know, I, eventually it just it seemed like it was right, you know. So it I, is. I, the darkness hate the light. So the light is being hated inside of you. But wish them well and you move on. True. Love that. Amazing Appreciate call, Quentin. Thank you, buddy. Call me again. All right. Okay. We'll do. All right. Bye. Bye now. Amazing. Super chat. Super chat. Someone bought a coffee. I noticed how the Martin Luther King video used similar language to BLM, Black yeah. Lives Matter. But yeah. what stood out more was how unemotional both MLK and the white guy were. Also, the white guy was able to say, how come the black community can't get it together like the other races? And it Beautiful. wasn't racist. He was able to be honest. Those were the good old days. When boys were boys and men were men. Charlesse bought a coffee. Fun fact, Martin Luther King Jr. was not even his real name. What? Yep. What was the name? Matthew or something like that. I forget. Really? Or Michael. Michael. Uh, I had never heard of that. Yeah. Renover bought a coffee. Jesse, when a couple breaks up, it shouldn't be as big and a deal as it feels, right? Move right. on. How yeah. do men talk to women without getting a thrill? Asking for a friend. Forgive mama so you overcome the spirit of mama and you'll deal with it perfectly. Woman bought three coffees. Thank you, JLP and crew. Has a, here's a cafe mocha. Thank you. Cafe mocha. Someone bought a coffee. Jesse, all thoughts are lies. Also, Jesse, think for yourself. How do both these statements fit together? I'll respond to that. That's a good question. White Lion NYC bought a coffee. Bye, y'all. <laughs> I got. I, we have to finish. We'll hold them to the next. Yeah, we'll hold them to the next time. I'm so out of time. The hate report coming up now. Get on the street and narrow. Forgive your mama and your daddy. Do the silent prayer. I'm telling you, life would change. Thank you all so much. The hate report is coming up now. Here's what I recommend. I invite you to download my silent prayer, and I want you to start doing it. You just download it, get the points of how to do it, and then after a while, you just do it on your own. It's going to point you in the right direction that your life will be returned to you from God. He will give you your life back because anyone and all people who has anger, they're not themselves. You are the person that you are angry at. That's why it's so important to get to know yourself so that you can see who you're angry at. And if you're doing the hooping and hollering prayers and things like that, some people get up, oh, praise the Lord, hooping and holler, bless my mama, bless my daddy. Continue to do it. Do both. You will see if you want to stay with the hooping and hollering or do you want to be still and know God. So my gift to you, no charge, at rebuildingtheman.com slash church. Anytime you have situations happening in your life, always be still. Don't overreact. Most of the people that I know, they say, oh, I know Jesus. I love Jesus. I'm an I'm observer. And as soon as something don't go their way, they get mad. I'm like, what the? If you overreact, folks, remember to do that. Don't overreact. And when you get mad, it's your problem. It ain't your wife's problem, your husband's problem, your neighbor, your friend, your preacher, your teacher. It's your problem. Why do you think you tick? It didn't go your way or the way you think it should go. Don't have a way you think it should go. Let life just happen. Thoughts make you think that life should go the way you want it to go. And if it doesn't, if someone don't do or say or act the way you think they should act, you hate them. And then you blame them for being mad. It's a darnest thing I've ever seen, but it's amazing to see it. So relax. Relax. 